Welcome to episode 70 of Drew's Sports Crew. Number 70 is here, and I have a guest to join me for this episode. Jared Valeski from Journey to a Million. Zach, Jared, and Drew's Journey Million, I should add. Jared, how are you doing on this Monday morning? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Myself, Drew Skyrick, joined by him, and we're going to be talking about the NBA offseason. We're going to be giving the updates. We're going to tie the draft into here because it's tough to do you know, just a draft episode and then just an off-season episode and not talk about the draft in the off-season episode. And so we're, we're tying them together here. We're gonna That's how we're going to roll for this episode. But first, we're going to be doing the shout-out of the week, and then we're going to go into the Brewer Prediction Challenge for now, from now on with guests. I'm going to not include the stats of the week or on this day. We'll include those when I'm on solo duty like last week for our 4th of July special. Let's go, Jared. Shout-out of the week. I went to Victor Caratini, right? Fourth of July. I was at the game. It's a walk-off oh, three-run home run to win it in the 10th. And boy, that was quite the game. You were watching, right? Um, I was at work, but I did what we were not supposed to do. I put my Raycons in, went to the cooler, and I had the game streaming. So I, I was able to hear it. But yeah, that's awesome. You're at it. Yeah, it was a great game. And I mean, Keston here had himself a week. And right now, Brewers, full disclosure, we're recording while the Brewers are facing the Pirates. So you know, Castanero has had himself a week. Want to include that, but we're not going to be doing a lot of the, you know, recapping from this past week. We're going to be looking ahead here, looking at the next six games for the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brew Prediction Challenge is back here for yet another week, and I have a guest. So a little competition here. Jared did win the last time we faced off in the Brew Prediction Challenge. I will admit he did. And uh, yeah, so looking at it, the slate here, July 11th, that is today's date. No game. We have a buy the Brewers get a well-deserved off day, and then they go to Minnesota. So it's really more of a travel day. They have a two-game series against the Twins. 640 first pitch on that Tuesday, 1210 then on Wednesday. And then they go to San Francisco, our favorite West Coast series here. At least it's not during, you know, our the school year. But it's 845 first pitch, 915 then on Friday, 615 on Saturday. And then 305 on Sunday. So, you know, not not favorable times at all. 915 on Friday and then 840. 915 games gonna get done by midnight. So uh yeah, that, that's just those West Coast games. Six games, Jared. I'll let you go first. Uh so like a week ago, the Brewers scored 19 runs. And uh ever since, four, two, five, three, one, four. They've had trouble putting up runs. Um, I'm going to say three and three right in the middle. I think the Giants win that series. Or no, I think they take two from the Giants and they and they take one from the Twins. So, yeah, three and three. So, that leaves me in a spot here, right? You know, I can go the four and the two, the two and the four. The Twins, I, I think they can, you know, I, I think they can win those. I think they win them both, actually. I'm, I'm going four and two. So, I'm going to take the one to, up. Yeah. I, I got to go up there. Uh, look, we saw Brewers lose to the Giants. They did a one-game kind of series earlier in the year. It was a bullpen game, you know, really for both teams because it was kind of just like it was supposed to be an off day. But due to the lockout, they had to make up games, right? So I, I, I think the Brewers can handle Giants. Giants actually have not been playing their best baseball. Uh, they're, I believe, under 500 right now for the San Francisco Giants. So the team's been struggling as of late. Or they're 41 and 41, so they're right at 500. But they've been struggling. 
And I, I like the Brewers' chances against the Giants there. I think they take two out of three there. So let's go now. Brew prediction challenge to hear it. Four and two for me, and then three and three for Jared. Let's go in now. We're going to transition here right away. We're going to go right to the NBA. Talk about we haven't talked a lot of NBA recently here on the podcast. It's been busy. You know, football, Journey Million, we've been getting out great content on there. Go listen on Fridays. And I've been doing, you know, the interviews here on the Monday episodes. And like we had Wisconsin Glow had those interviews. It was a great time there for Journey to Million. And then, of course, with now, now Tuesdays, right? Drew's baseball crew, we've been previewing the lineups, giving you the edge. And those lineups have been doing great. Jared, you know, if you need some lineup help, I, I know the parlays have been going yeah. well for you, but daily fantasy, if you want to make your lineups, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I won like 12 bucks the other day, but then I just go. lost five yesterday. So yeah, I might need your help. Might, might need to tune in. Look, if you want to join the Journey to Million for Thrive Fantasy, if you want to do parlays, Thrive Fantasy is the perfect app for you. We have that. And then we also have Fantasia Sports here with Drew's Sports Crew. You know, if you want to do daily fantasy lives, you don't want to do parlays, just go on Fantasia. It's it's simple. It's easy. Free entries. And you win. You can win. They're native fan token, so it's crypto based there, and and it shows you how much that is that is in U.S. dollars, so you know how much you're really winning, right? In U.S. dollars, and that's that's the great part about Fantasia. So we have that link too down below. Make sure to click on that in our description, and yeah, let's roll now here, Jared. NBA time. Let's talk about it. We're gonna go to the draft first, right? So the NBA draft when it took place. I mean, we're going to go through through the picks. Not all of them here, right? There's 58 picks. I was going to make it a trivia question, Jared. I decided not not to go too hard on trivia. And so that's not a question, right? 58 picks due to the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks losing Mm -hmm. out on their picks. Bogdan, right? Yep, tampering. I believe that is kind of what that counted for. But let's go into it here. Paolo... Banchero was the story first overall. He goes from Duke. That was it was kind of like the NFL draft in the sense where like you know there's a lot of questions of who was going number one until it felt like you know 24 hours for the draft. It felt like Paulo kind of won it. I don't know, Jared, if that's kind of what you felt. But what were your thoughts with Paulo going number one? Yeah, I mean people like Woj aren't allowed to like explicitly say like Paulo is going to go number one. So they say like this team is leaning towards picking him like they already know that he's going to go number one but yeah I think that I'm happy Paolo went instead of Chet because I mean I thought Jabari Smith should have went number one overall but that was just me um I just think Chet has a lot of game that he has to improve on strength um everything just he's too skinny he can get pushed around and we saw that his first game in the league I know he dropped like almost 20 points but then his second game he got bullied so I think I forgot who it was but they told him to get in the weight room because he was so so small but uh, yeah, I, I like Paulo um, coming from Duke. Uh, the only concern I have is his his juice that he has to drink during the game to avoid losing seven pounds in sweat. But I think he'll become long nice. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of Paulo here too. Which I'll talk about my favorite prospect from the draft. He went number five. Uh, but yeah, Chet Holmgren goes at two. I, I like the pick. I still think he was a top three player, regardless of the concerns. You know, with the size and stuff. His his upside is kind of where you're drafting him, you know, number two, especially in a team like the Thunder is willing to take, you know, the project that Chet Holmgren will be to be great at the at the NBA level. I think so. 
going at number three, then Jabari Smith, the guy you thought could win number one. Number four, Keegan Murray out of Iowa. And this was actually the pick. This was the first pick I really didn't like. And I know I might be a little lower on Keegan Murray than consensus, but I I thought Ivy should have went ahead of him. I would have been okay with Matherin going ahead of him. I would have, I was more thinking well, as a prospect, more on my big board, let's say in the seven to 10 range for Murray. Jared, kind of where were you with him? You know, watching the Big Ten, you've watched Murray a lot. How, what were your thoughts on him? Um, well, going into the draft, I told my stepdad, who's a big Hawkeye fan, I thought he was going to go like seven, eight, nine around there. Uh, he went four and, you know, I, there was something to do with the, the Kings not wanting Jaden Ivey and they want, didn't, you know, there was drama around that. Um, but watching him in the big 10, he, I mean, Iowa won the big 10 championship. So he, he kind of carried that team, but he didn't show up in, in the Richmond game in the playoffs. I mean, he had a few late buckets that kept him in the game, but he wasn't the player that they needed to carry him for the win. So I think that it'll come eventually, maybe five or four is a little high, but I mean, he's got the talent, but he was also, I think the oldest player that got drafted. So it's a risk, but I think that he will develop and he'll have at least a good six to 10 years or so around that range um, for this team. I think, yeah, you, you summed it up. Great. I think, I think, you know, his kind of his floor, right? If I want to say it like that, I think he's still going to be a solid starter, you know, for like a team, which I'm not going to say, well, he's not Dante DiVincenzo, but look what Dante DiVincenzo has done in the NBA so far, you know, be a solid starter, whatever. I think he can do that. I think that's his floor. I think that's like the worst you'll get out of him, I think. But then the upside, you know, already being 21, though, keep in mind, they're like college, he was going against guys who are, you know, 19, right? 1920. So he kind of had that age advantage there, which, which kind of hurt him. And that's kind of why a lot of people, you know, had him going in that seven to 10 range. Even that, that was a part of it too, with the concern about that. But what the, the player cop right now, Tobias Harris is kind of what, what we've seen for um, him. What, what do you think about that? You know, six, eight. You know, I don't know. I, I kind of think he can be a little more than Tobias Harris, to be honest. I mean, a couple years ago, Tobias Harris on the 76ers, it was him and B and Simmons were like the big trio. People thought that they were like going to be the best team in the league. Uh, Harris is still good. They're still like a 20 point scorer. I, yeah, I still he's still think good. He's still respectful. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think that uh, Murray can, can sustain that maybe, maybe even exceed that, but he's, he's a rookie. I mean, come on, we can't really. Yes. Can't really compare him to a to an NBA player yet. I don't like the NBA comparisons because they compared Chet Holmgren to Giannis, and you you can't do that. I think it was Giannis and uh, um, Porzingis. I think they said maybe as like a rookie Giannis rookie. Yeah, I mean, like but... skinny. Yeah, I don't like the comparisons because that's just no. disrespect to the to the greats. So not calling Tobias Harris a great, but you maybe know, you just... could say he is Giannis upside that, yeah. that, that sounds for example mm-hmm. which we'll talk about here number you know going number five my favorite prospect in the draft Jay Ivy out of Purdue uh you know I for him right I mean Sam Vecini I gotta give him credit here out of, from the athletic great gave a great player comp for his like first floor Eric blood so I think that for Jay Ivy I think you know if and Jay, that's if that's if um, things don't go right yeah think about the Jay Ivey. yeah yeah you get Eric Bledsoe. And I, I think, you know, Eric Bledsoe solid player throughout his, I mean, throughout his career, right. In his prime. Yeah. With especially not playoffs, Phoenix, but yeah. And the Bucks even include that there. 
yeah. that that'd still be solid. But even think upside wise, twenty plus points, I think for sure. You know, six plus assists. I, I think you'd see a lot out of Ivy. I think his game. I think his game really transfers well to the NBA. And I think that's kind of, you know, I mean, that's why he was the top perimeter prospect in the draft, right? Uh, just overall his speed, power, and even the, the the tournament helped him out, even though they lost. I think the tournament was something that helped out. Some prospects hurt some, but I think certainly Ivy benefited. Another guy from the Big Ten, Jared, what were your thoughts from 20-year-old Jaden Ivy? I mean, yeah, I watched him play basically all year. Um but I think the biggest part is what you said is that he's going to um, transition great into the NBA. We saw players like Luca Garza who came in as the big 10 player of the year. And now he's a, a, a bench player on the Pistons, right? He doesn't, he doesn't play, you know? So I think that uh, having that ability to, to transform into an NBA player without having to work on your game too much is key and Jaden Ivey definitely has that. You saw him at Purdue um, against, uh, I saw him against Wisconsin, you know, when he came down the court down by three and hits that clutch three. Um, I think that was like one of the last games of the year, but and then Chucky hit banked in the three, you know, what game I'm talking about. He has that clutch factor. And I think that his, I mean, he's just one of the top guards in the, in the whole draft, if not top two, top three, you, you know, Keegan Murray's above him. And, but yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a great player. He showed it in college and I think, five i thought he should have went four and i thought marie should have went farther but it's the whole thing with the whole kings they didn't want ivy or whatever happened i don't really know what happened but yeah maybe they want a guy more nba ready because with you know having yeah. sabonis and and fox mm-hmm. and crew maybe maybe that was their thought process but yeah we went through those five picks now we're going to talk about you know some of the other guys who stood out in the draft then we'll go to the off season stuff so far johnny davis we'll talk about at 10 20 year old freshman out of wisconsin Look, you know, I, I'm not, I wasn't the biggest Johnny Davis fan and still am not, but I still, you know, have to respect his lottery, right? His lottery potential and still being the Big Ten player of the year, averaging 20 per game. You know, you still got to respect. The big thing for me that that is why I think he got really moved up here is not what he does really offensively. I think it's more about what he's done defensively and as a rebounder. I think that's kind of been, you know, very underrated. And plus just with him being a com- true competitor, I think that was, that was kind of what pushed him up. And that's where I'm, I'm cool with the wizards taking Davis at 10. I think, you know, that was kind of his range. Jared, Johnny Davis at 10, the wizards. Yeah. I don't know because Johnny Davis is interesting. He'll have games like he showed where he will drop 30 points. Rarely he did, but he, he has games like that, but at what cost he'll go 10 for 30, you know, against like some teams he went two for 19 against like Nebraska and we won by like one point I think we lost to Nebraska to end the year because he didn't show up or no he was hurt that game so he didn't play but I know if, like I think it was like Northwestern or Penn, Penn State we won by like one point and he wasn't efficient it was like three for 20 like he's he has games like that and that's what scares me but I think he makes up for it like you said on his defense with his defense um they showed some I, I watched his highlights when they put out the top 10 highlights for like each draft player um, so I watched some of his highlights and it kind of reminded me he has that explosiveness and defensive grit that a team um, like the Wizards will need because they got Porzingis, they have Beal, they, they are going to have a, a solid team. Um, I just think he might not contribute immediately. I think it might, might take him a few years to be, to finally like, you know, get his get his feet under him and become more of an efficient scorer like we know he can be. But I mean, it might take a little time, I think. 
Yeah, he's one of those guys I think you, you know, if we're looking at Dynasty League, you're, you're stashing him. He's a taxi squad guy. I think is kind of where I would put him there. Let's go to number 24, Jared. Let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks, who they took. Marjan Bochamp out of the G League Ignite 6-6 wing, who is 21 years old. And, yeah, I mean, Marjan Bochamp, I was kind of shocked. I mean, that's kind of how it is with, I feel, the Bucks. And I'll throw the Packers, Jared. I know you're not a, you're a Colts fan, but the, the both those will make selections who you'll be like, oh, I wouldn't have thought they made that selection. But then you'll be like, you'll look into it, and you'll be like, I like the pick. And that's kind of what I feel Marjan Bochamp brings to the table here. Big story with him, right? Defense. And he's he's long, you know, he's energetic, is kind of how they describe him. But just how he just, you know, with the Bucks, right? I mean, they're looking for length, is has been a thing even these past few years, right? Giannis, Middleton, these guys have their their wingspans, even with Drew Holiday as well. I think he brings that, you know, as kind of like a slasher as well. I'm very happy with the pick here. He's yeah, like I said, good size for a wing. Wesley Matthews is out on the way out. I know they re-signed him, but he's like 35 now. I think this is kind of your your typical right Bucks wing. You know, def- defense is there. The three point shooting is not necessarily there yet, but if the Bucks are going to draft him in the first round, I'm sure they they believe they can develop that. So, Jared, what what were your initial thoughts, Marjan Bochamp becoming a Milwaukee Buck? Yeah, you kind of hit on it. I mean. The Bucks, all they needed last year, they had the defense, um, maybe not as much as they did in their championship year, and that's due to P.J. Tucker. I mean, he was there. Uh, we lost him, kind of lost some grit on the team. But uh, I think the one thing that they were missing last year with Middleton out is just a consistent shooter, and uh, that's what I thought they were going to go with. But they kind of went more defense, like you said. I think they will develop his game. Um, it, it might take a few years, but I think that he could become one of our I wouldn't, wouldn't know. I don't know if he'd be a starter. Maybe if if he stays with us and Leslie Matthews uh, retires eventually, he could fill in his spot. But as of now, I think he's a good selection. Like you said, after you look into it, because you see these picks and you're like, I don't know about that. But then you got to have to have trust in the organization. You know, we took Giannis, and everyone thought, well, who's this guy? And he turned out to be, you know, best player in the league right now. So I think that um, you just have to trust the pick, like uh, Packer fans do. Like you said, with uh, some of their questionable picks that they've had, but they've turned out. So except for Jordan love, but you know, it just, it has to be that way sometimes. So I think that um, he'll fit into this uh, team nicely. And I just wanted to say, uh, it was very uh, emotional that he, did you see him after he got drafted? Like he cried all the way up to the, up to the top. So must have, I, they, I mean, this, yeah, they were saying, want. they were saying he has one of the best uh, journeys or best stories like ever. I guess he was like homeless for a little bit and believed in himself. So you'll love to see that. Um, just adds to the, to the, you know, the whole experience, the experience. Yeah. But I mean, with, with Bochamp, he's a slasher, right? I mean, we kind of talked about that. Uh, 1.32 points per shot around the rim is what he's averaging. And that actually put him in the 85th percentile. So, I mean, he's, that, that's kind of, that's his big story. Right. And um, like we said, shooting's going to come. For him and yeah, I think he's gonna still see like he'll see minutes. It'll kind of be like how I'll, I'll throw Sandro Mamukelishvili right last year, how he kind of saw minutes throughout the season. I think we'll see those kind of minutes out of Bochamp. He'll get you know he'll make that occasional start once in a while, bunch of guys out. He'll get he'll get bench minutes if the game's a blowout. If right, it'll be that kind of role for his first year, and we'll see how he performs then. 
from there, one more first round pick I want to talk about. Number 28. Oh. <laughs> Jared's right. Yes, it is number 28. Patrick Baldwin Jr. from the Milwaukee Panthers goes at number 28. I did an interview with him here on the podcast. If you want to go check it out, you know, it's it's there and we've been I've advertised that, right? You know, that interview. It's a great one. PBJ, great guest. And congrats to him going 28th to the Warriors, right? The season at Milwaukee didn't necessarily go as many had hoped, but he still lands himself in the first round. He still has, I mean, the reason he did is still look at, look at how stacked that Warriors roster is. And so that what they did, they took the guy who has the most upside, you know, at that pick. And I, I, I do feel PBJ still has that upside being only 19 and he, he really set out the last, the last, you know, second half of the year really for, Milwaukee Panthers, but he's still, you know, he still had flashes of greatness and he's going to be, he is going to be a great one in the NBA. It'll be a few years. You know, he's, he's a project too, but PBJ going, Jared, I know you weren't necessarily the biggest Milwaukee Panther fan, but what were your thoughts? PJ PBJ sneaking in the first round. Yeah, it's still cool. I mean, I went to green Bay, I know, but it's, it's still cool to see a a Wisconsin player like Milwaukee, uh, you know, go to the NBA. I think you nailed it. Um, the Warriors, they just won the chip. They didn't really, they don't really need anything. Um, they're still basically staying together. So I think they took a, they were able to take the risk to get him. Obviously he hasn't played in a few years or, I mean, he's played, but he's been hurt. So it's, it's a big risk. Um, they still, people are still going off of his high school stats, uh, which were amazing, but I think that if he can stay healthy, he can contribute to that team um, little by little and eventually maybe become a solid role player for that team because they don't they don't really need much at this time. So maybe in a few years when everyone else is getting older, he can come up and be, you know, the next Jordan Poole or someone like that. Yeah, shooting is a strong suit and he went to a team that likes to shoot the long ball. So I think it's a perfect fit there for PBJ. Let's go now, Jared. Let's talk about the offseason now. In general, let's talk about the free agency. So we'll go through it here. There's trades that happen. We'll talk about them. Basically how we're going to roll. We're, I'm going to read a, read a deal. We're going to say yes or no. Yes, say, yeah, we like the deal. No, we're not a fan of it. We might talk about it. But there's a lot of them. So let's go through it, Jared. First one here, Torian Prince and the Wolves. They agreed to a two-year, $16 million deal. I'll go yes here. Yeah, I like that. He's a competitor. Zubak, Vika Zubak of the Clippers, three-year, $33 million deal there. I still will lean yes. Zubak, he still provides the depth there for the Clippers, who are title favorite. Or They're up there right now, Jared. Vegas has the number three. Really? You know. Yes, Vegas okay. has them just behind the Warriors and the Celtics. So, did they? I don't know if you know this. Did they extend Isaiah Hartenstein? The they center. did. We'll talk about that. But okay. actually, no, they did not. Um, he he went to the Knicks. I the Knicks. Okay, then I like it because there were games last year where I had, I mean, I'm fantasy guy. So I had Zubox on my fantasy team or like his pick. And then he didn't play it the whole second half because Hartenstein would come in and take over. So I like the extension, maybe a little overpay. 11 a year is kind of, but he's going to be their starting center. So I, I, I kind of like it. Yeah, well, let's go through another, another one here. Uh, the Nets, they acquire Royce O'Neal from the Jazz for a first-round pick. You know, Royce O'Neal, who has, is a solid role player, but going for a first, is there? 
What, what were your thoughts? I thought that was kind of a steep price there. He's a defensive player. Um, he's always been in defense for the Jazz. Uh, why, a first is a lot. Why yeah. cut Javon Carter? You know, true, I, true. I I I totally see, and even Bembry. I I see mm-hmm. um a lot of those guys in O'Neal. So mm-hmm. I was kind of shocked to see. Yeah, I think I think the Nets are kind of trying to get their team back together. I think they're looking for a huge deal, like you saw. Oh, they, yeah. uh, we'll talk. For KD, it was what like cat and edwards and a few picks they wanted so um i think that they're just trying to get anything they can and they're just looking for something maybe they have an excess amount of picks but him for a first is is still kind of i don't really like that yeah interesting there jalen brunson goes to the new york knicks four year 110 million dollar deal supposedly right i mean dallas didn't have a they weren't given the opportunity to kind of match the offer as they so who knows what's going to happen there but um, after the playoffs, he deserves it. I say yes. Yeah, well-deserved. That's, that's all I got. Yes. Let's go through a trade here. Hawks, they acquired DeJounte Murray from the Spurs for three firsts, Daniel Gallinari, and a pick swap. I was surprised to see this trade done by the Spurs. I say it's. I say yes. I think it's a win-win, though, for both sides because if you're going to do the trade for Murray, you better be getting three firsts at least. They did that. So I, I, I'm content with it. Yeah, Spurs aren't in a win-now mode, so they got some future picks, and the Hawks are looking to do something now. So, yeah, I think it's a win for both sides. Murray and Young, I think that's going to be a nice duo. Both guys, though, ball-dominant mm-hmm. players is the concern. Both of them get our high-assist guys, but yeah. both both thrive with the ball in their hands. So, you know, I'm interested to see how that pans out. Next one here, Malik Monk, Kings, two-year $19 million deal. A role guy there, you know, leaves the Lakers. I'll say yes. I'll go with it. Um, you know, I th- I think yes as well. He, I mean, I don't know if anyone wanted to be on the Lakers last year. I think he's maybe he's trying to get away from it, or maybe LeBron didn't want him there anymore. I don't know, but I think yeah, I like it. PJ Tucker, 76ers, three or thirty-three million dollars. This was one of the bigger, you know, deals in terms of controversy, right? Jimmy Butler is not too pleased to see this go down, but I'll, I'll say yes. I mean, he, he performed all last year too. He got, he locked himself into a long-term deal here. So congrats to him. Yeah. 76ers got their guy. Next one. Old Depot heat one year, $11 million deal. I'm fine with that. Old Depot was limited last year. Right. But gets an opportunity here. And I think he's gonna make the most of it again in Miami. Right, I think yeah. he deserves a little more to be honest. He he's been, I mean, he's getting old, I think, but he's been a, a great player for the, the Pacers for a while. Maybe he's past his prime at this point, but yeah, I think yeah. it's well-deserved. Isaiah Hartenstein, Jared, New York Knicks, two year yeah. $60 million deal. Mitchell Robin- yeah. Okay. Right. I mean, there's other guys there, Robinson there's mm-hmm. right. So interesting Randall <laughs> throw him in there. So I wonder how that's going to affect playing time there. Keep in mind, Jared, our daily fantasy lineups, you know, that he might be stealing minutes now from Robinson if you're taking um, fouls. Keep Robinson off the court. <laughs> yeah. He had a game where he had three fouls in two minutes and he sat the rest <laughs> of the game. So I don't take him anymore. Good call. Yeah. DeAndre Jordan, Nuggets, agree to a deal here. Uh, I'm fine with it. That, that mm-hmm. deal, not much there. Bradley Beal, Wizards, agree to a five year, $251 million deal. No, full no trade clause. He's the 10th player ever to receive that um i'm shocked they gave him that first off second off i'm fine with it 
Um, this might be one of mine that I'm closer to saying no, just based on not a fan of, you know, Beal's a great player and all, but five-year 251 deal. I just feel like this is a deal that sets your team back a little, a few years, but yeah, you pay, it's, it's just weird because he was like the leading scorer a couple of years ago or like even last, was it last year? I think it was two years ago. He was averaging like 20 something points a game, like 28 almost. So like he was the leading scorer in the league and their team didn't do anything. So I don't, I don't know yeah. if he's the guy of, your, of the future. I mean, they're kind of all in on him and that might they gave him all the power in that contract. Yeah. He, exactly. I mean, he, he basically runs the deal. Yeah. So let's go to the next one here. Javon Carter, the bucks two year deal. I mean, he was on him resigns. I should say I'm a fan of it. That's a big yes for me. If he gets minutes like he should, cause he's a yes. great defender. Damien Jones, Lakers two year deal. Amir coffee. Clippers agree to a three-year, eleven million dollar deal. I think there's great value there. Uh, solid. I mean, he was a solid role role player when you know guys like Kawhi were out, injuries, COVID, right? Mir Coffee, fan of him for three-year, eleven million. Jared, you yeah, too. Me too. Yeah, that's your guy. You love him, Mir Coffee. Yeah, I gotta love him. Bobby Portis, four-year, forty forty-nine million dollar deal. Bobby Portis gets paid, and then he stays with the right team. So that's a big yes too for me. I think he was only supposed to make like 4.9 and now he's making like 49. So yeah, that's good for him. I mean, the bucks got him for a few years now, so that'd be good. Nikola Jokic five year, $264 million deal. I mean, all, all deserved, right? Back-to-back MVP. That, that's just a yes. We'll move on. Mm-hmm. Daniel house 76ers, two year, $8.5 million deal. See the 76ers have been just signing a bunch of like bunch of role players, yeah. right? So maybe they're going, uh, are they going well, for Katie? I, you know, they could be, I mean, it's hard because Embiid and Harden, Harden's going to resign there or did he? I don't, no, he didn't yet. Right. Um, Harden did. Gonna, he did resign. Pay cuts. He did take a pay cut. That's right. He took, he, he declined his option and then took less. So I think that they're just going to stick with their team the way they have it, or they're going to trade some of those role players and picks. And I don't know if the Nets will take that for Katie, but. Yeah, that would be I'm, a stacked team with Harden, KD, and Embiid. I'll just say that. Yeah, I'm going to go read through some of the bigger notable ones here. Devin Booker, four year, two hundred fourteen million, right? Anthony Simons, four a year, a hundred oh million God. dollar deal. Look, yeah. that that might be a, an overpay there. I know Simons, right? He performed well. I mean, he <laughs> performed well when Lillard was out, but to throw twenty five million dollars at a year at a guy like Simons, that's a no for me. I got to agree with you on that. Wes Matthews returns to the Bucks on a deal. That's a yes there. Fan of him. Joe Ingles to the Bucks. I like that when he's all recovered from his injury. I think they said he'll play half the season or so after they and all you'll, start you'll take back. that. You yeah. will take that. It's, it's kind of like a trade deadline acquisition, right? You get him yeah. the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patty Mills, Nets, two-year, $14.5 million. I'm fine with it. And that's, you know, they're going out. Got to reside mills there. Marvin Bagley, the third Pistons three or 37. I am not a fan here. Well, it hurts Isaiah Stewart, right? I mean, you were, it seemed like they were going to develop him. It's that, but then they go to Marvin Bagley, who has not necessarily lived up to the hype at all. And the NBA certainly need to change the scenery, but they just got him last year from the Kings in that three-way trade, I think at the deadline. So I guess they're going to stick with him and try to develop him. Isaiah Stewart might not. Uh, yeah, he's going to take a back minutes, seat but, again. Yeah. JaVel McGee, three-year, $20 million to the Mavericks. I mean, his time with the Suns actually really helped him out there in this stretch last year. Yeah. Really helped him out there. 
Lou Dort, five-year, $87.5 million. Yes, I'm all over this one. They locked down a young stud in Lou Dort. So good for them there. Carlisle Anthony Towns, four-year, $231 million deal. Right, he's another one of those guys. That that's kind of what they're going for these days, the stars. So mm-hmm. you pay cat. Yeah. You have John to. Morant. John Morant, five year two hundred and thirty one. It just baffles me sometimes how big these deals are. So I mean, if you don't pay him, someone else will offer him a lot more. Yeah. So oh yeah, have it to. Just, it just is crazy. Uh, John Wall of the Clippers, one year, or it's a two year, thirteen million dollar deal. My bad. You know, think about how much Wall was making last year with Houston, and now he goes here. I think he was like the top five most mm-hmm. paid players in the league. And he, wasn't he was playing. in the top five. Yep. Let's go through some more here. The Timberwolves acquire Rudy Gobert. Here's a big story from the Jazz for Malik Beasley. Or was it Patrick Beverly, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, and four firsts is what yeah. that one was. <laughs> uh, look, I mean, you give up a lot of your future, and but you you have a nice salary dump here and guys like Beasley Beverly. Right. So in some aspects that it was a nice trade for the wolves, but for first, and I mean, Walker Kessler was their first this year too, if I'm not mistaken. So it's five first, five first. Is, is that the right price there for? No. Um, Patrick Beverly starter, key player defense, just everything. Like he brings it. He's a dog, you know, as PJ Tucker calls it. Um, all for Rudy Gobert. Okay, the, the Timberwolves are going to be good. They have Gobert, they have Cat, they have Edwards. They're going to be a solid team. But their future, if one of these people don't play out, one of these players, like, what do they have? Gobert's they, 30 already. I'll yeah, just add. exactly. They gave up literally five first-round picks all the way from, like, now till 2029, I think it said, something like yep. that. Um, I don't know why, like, Jared Vanderbilt, solid player, like, he can shoot. He he's a great player. Um, Beasley. The only thing, I, the only reason I think they did it, like normally when teams in the playoffs, they they shorten their roster to like eight to nine or so. And the Timberwolves were playing, you know, McDaniel's, Vanderbilt, Beasley. They were getting deep into their bench. Torian Prince, Nas Reed, and like they were all playing, which might have been a reason. Like we need to get rid of some of the salary and some of these players, um, and actually go make make a run for it these next few years. And I think that's what they did. So they're going to shorten their rotation to eight, nine players. And I think they'll be solid these next few years, but not at that price. That's that's way too much for Gobert. And I'm I I don't know if I like Cat and Gobert playing together. I'm not a fan of that combination. Look, Cat is at his best when I mean he, at back to basket. I mean he's a back to basket center. I, I still know, you know, he's still a solid shooter, but really you you want you want arguably your best player on your team out on the three-point line while his best asset is his ability to score in the paint mid-range right I, I don't see i don't see the value in that and unless I mean, they have some way they're going to use gobert and him but i'll need he, to see it he is a great a great shooter yeah. but but like you said he's not gonna contribute to the team in the best way if he's just shooting threes that's what edwards is there for that's you know they got other players for that so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see them work together, but it's something that we're going to have to wait and see how it plays out. Yeah, two other trades. These I liked here. Celtics getting Malcolm Brogdon from the Pacers for 2023 first. Daniel, Daniel Tice and Aaron Neesmith. 
What were your thoughts on this trade? I liked it for the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, I think Marcus Smart tweeted like right right before or like a few days before, we don't need a true point guard. I don't know why, but then like two days later they get one. So he was great on the Bucks, um, great on the Pist- or Pacers, and now he's going to the Celtics. I, I still like the guy. Yeah, I mean, he's a great player. I think Marcus Smart's minutes might get cut a little, but do you think Brogdon starts then over? I mean, do you think all four of them start? Yeah. You think so? And I then think it's like smart. Well, I think it's gonna be smart. Rob Williams. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Brown. Tatum. Tatum. Brogdon. Brogdon. Yeah. And then Robert. Robert yeah. Williams. I think this yeah. team. I yeah. I mean, this solid, team might be my favorite for number one in the East next year. I, I just think top to bottom, the roster mm-hmm. is looking great. And they they proved it last year. So yeah. Uh, but given that first, my point is that first is gonna be. In the in the middle late twenties, in my opinion. So yeah, uh, really, I I think it was a great trade there for the Celtics. Kevon Looney to the Warriors, three or twenty five point five million dollar deal. Playoffs, that final series got him probably an extra couple million there. Good <laughs> His signing. offensive rebounds is unreal. Like, yeah. what do you have? Like nine offensive rebounds, twenty something rebounds. Like in the finals, he was yeah great going player. Off Kings acquire Kevin Herter from the Hawks for Justin Holiday, Mo Harkless. And a future first. <laughs> so Kevin Herter brings in a future first round pick is was my story. The story oh. there. I know they got other guys. I just that that was a little surprising. I know I know Kevin Herter is a solid you know scorer, right? I mean he had he had some moments even against the Bucks if we go to back two years. But yeah, little shocked to see that go through. Warriors, mm-hmm. Dante Divincenzo, two year, nine point three million dollar deal. I like this for Divincenzo's sake, right? I mean, he can prove himself. He can be in a very friendly offense too, to maybe get some nice numbers. If he wouldn't have gotten hurt on on the Bucks, I mean, they could have won that. You know, he, he could have gotten, oh, yeah, kind of hurt him a lot. I, I even looking last year when he had that a dominant stretch early, you know, before he got hurt, like you said. Yeah. I was thinking he might, he was gonna, when he goes free agency, he was getting 10 to 20 million dollars a year. Yeah, me too. That range starter money, I guess, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else here? Zion Williamson, five year, $193 million deal with incentives up to 231 million. Gotta include that there. Hopefully, we can see some Zion. It'll be great for basketball. Darius Garland, you know, he commits to the Cleveland Cavaliers, basically a five year, $193 million deal. Love that there for Garland and the Cavs. I mean, they 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 trust him is what that deal shows. Serge Ibaka to the Bucks on a one year deal. Um, do not like if, that. Yeah, you don't. He's gonna eat up minutes, Sharon. Yeah, I, I don't know. My brother and I think the same. We watch him play. He's not efficient. He's really not. I'd much rather have Boogie Cousins. I know we're past that already, but. What much if it was Abaka, you know, three years ago, even, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. now Ibaka, we're talking Serge Ibaka is great, but now he's just steep decline. Kinda, yeah. He's just eating up minutes and not doing much in those minutes, basically. Yeah. And one here I like for Lakers and Darvin Ham, right? Of course we yeah. include Darvin Ham there was Thomas Bryant from the, you know, he had some great minutes with the wizards got hurt. I, he's going to be great there though with them. James Harden, we talked about took a pay cut, right? $50 million, I believe. There you can see, and it has a player option still in this new deal. Damian Lillard, two year, $120 million extension, only $60 million a year, right there, Jared. And they're paying Anthony, their backup Anthony point Simons, guard, 45 year. a year. That's 
Well, now now I think they're gonna star them together because that's why they I trade. I think they will. They have to. Yeah. They, oh, they have to. Yeah. If yeah. Paying that much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that that kind of wraps up the moves we wanted to talk about. Let's go to our little trivia thing. You know, it's over under. Of course, we have Jared here. That's how we roll. So I have the odds here to win the NBA title. Basically, I'm gonna give you two teams. I need you to tell me. I I need you to tell me which team has better odds than the other to win. If that makes sense. Sounds good. So here we go. Question one. Who has better odds here? The Utah Jazz or the Portland Trailblazers? Starting me off with a hard one. Um, This is as of now, right? So it's not as like of now. Who is the best odds? If Mitchell leaves or anything. Uh, I'm going to say the Trailblazers. The Trailblazers do have better odds. Nice. Plus 7,500 versus plus 10,000. <laughs> Next one here. One for one for Jared. We're going to go, okay. The Houston Rockets or the Indiana Pacers? Ooh. Um, bottom teams here. Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, I might get this wrong. I want to see the Rockets just because they have so much talent and they're just young. Um, Pacers got Halliburton. You know, unpopular. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Rockets. Nope, it is the uh, Pacers. So if I'm reading this right, hold on, I gotta read. There's a lot of zeros here. <laughs> I think it's a hundred thousand. Yeah, plus hundred thousand. Rockets are plus two hundred thousand. Okay, both not coming close next year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next one here is. Let's go to question three. Okay. The New York Knicks or the Charlotte Hornets? Which one is better odds? It's got to be the Knicks. The Hornets have better oh, odds. Plus 12,000 versus plus 15,000. So Hornets have the better odds there. We're going to go to the top dogs here. Yeah, that's going to be better. Who's got better odds? The Phoenix Suns or the Milwaukee Bucks? Whoa. Um, they don't like the Bucks. I'm gonna say the Suns. Yep, the, the Suns do plus yeah. 600 versus plus 650. Yeah, a little surprising there. Last one here: the Denver Nuggets or the Memphis Grizzlies. Which team has the better odds? Ooh, Nuggets back-to-back MVP and Jokic Grizzlies conference finals. I think the Grizzlies have proven more, but yeah. Oh, because Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are going to be back. Nuggets. Nuggets. Nuggets, correct. Three of five. That was impressive there. This was, I was using DraftKings Sportsbook there for the NBA title odds. Full disclosure, Celtics plus 550 at the top. And then tied at the bottom with, with, like I said, plus 200,000. The Rockets and Magic. So there you go. There is your trivia. And that'll wrap up episode 70 here. Social media, you know where to find us here. Drew Sports Crew on the Instagram and Twitter. Drew's Sports Crew then on the Facebook and YouTube. So, right. I mean, we have Journey Million. We have an episode coming out Friday. We're previewing the, the quarterback position. And we'll be looking through that. It'll be myself. Jared will be joining us. Zach, too, who is not here. 
and Dustin Burgundy will be our guest. And we'll be talking all about the quarterback position. We'll be ranking our cornerbacks. It'll be a lot of fun. And yeah, I mean, that'll wrap it up here, Jared. You got anything else? Oh, it was fun. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, of course. It was a blast. And yeah, thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Drew's Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you.